Welcome to NerdCon 1. This is a NerdCon 1 production. If you like anything you see or hear in this episode, go to www.nerdcon1.com or search NerdCon 1 anywhere you hey listen everyone, to podcasts. And welcome to NerdCon 1. This week's episode is brought to you by Anchor.fm and Asylum Music and Media Works. Thank you so much for listening in. We have a very special occasion that we are celebrating today. That is right, the NerdCon 1 Podcast Network has hit one year as of last week, and as a special thanks to all of you viewers, we have put together some of our favorite and top-rated episodes. Up first, we are going to take a look at the difference between linear and non-linear gaming. What's going on, guys, with your spear fingers? Yeah, spear fingers, hello. Hello. We're going back to the 90s movies references lately. Mean, mean Girls. Actually, Mean Girls was 2000s. I can't even call it a 90s say, movie. And that's not, that's also Bring It On. It, I was going to say, it was the first Bring It On with uh, Kirsten Dunst. That was in the 90s. Yeah, Nick, gosh. Yeah, that was, was in the 90s, though, wasn't it? Spirit Fingers, yeah. Uh, so that was the 90s. It was, it was 1999. I, I both love and hate that you know that. Hey, man. Well, how do you not know when Bring It On is? It's like the single greatest cheerleading movie ever made. I still watch it. Like, yeah, I can't even deny that. I love Bring It On, honestly. All right. So I'm not sure I've ever seen. That's not the point of this episode. Corey doesn't watch. Stuff. Don't even say anything. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, let's just get into the definition of nonlinear linear because I I even had this issue. I think we all were kind of trying to explore it. So we're gonna we're gonna figure it out throughout the episode. But the the best definition I got um, off the interwebs was is that in the most basic terms, games can be split into two types. Or styles or storytelling, uh, linear and nonlinear. Linear games progress in a straight line. Players must complete objective, object, yeah, objective A before moving on to objective B, and so on and so forth. Um, nonlinear games progress, however, um, however the player wants, pretty much. So, um, with fewer exceptions in the beginning. So, pretty much like your tutorial step. Yeah, which is that that objective A, and then you can kind of go through objective B through Z in any way you want. Whereas linear is like that just straightforward beginning, middle, end. Um, so we're going to kind of look at both. So obviously, you know, you go back to, you know, Steve's favorite topic, platform gaming um, for linear all the way to um, Elder Scroll for open world concept and nonlinear, um, just as far as what you can do and how much you change your story. Um, and linear is kind of cool because everyone's going to have that same ending, I feel like. But at the same time, I, I am definitely a even nonlinear it, person. Even if it doesn't have the same ending, per se, it could still be a linear game. Because you could do something such as, we all talk to the character at one point, but we say something different, and it affects it. But everything else about the game, it's still the same. Yeah. You know? Which we've definitely talked about in previous episodes, too, just in the sense that, like, you can do those little side things and change, like, what you look like even with your choices, but no matter what, the ending is going to be similar. And I think it's called, which is still a part of linear gameplay, there's branch linear gameplay, where there are a subset of endings, but the style of gameplay really is point A, B, C, D in that order to get to those. Just what your choices are are different, so that is still linear gaming. Though, 
I guess I also should throw out there the different endings is it's not a new concept by any means, but it's newer overall. And also, I think as we've gone through time, linear games have become far less abundant. Uh, most games nowadays are going to be nonlinear. I beg to differ because you still I have a shitload of linear games out there. I mean, every platform game is essentially like most are uh, linear games. Well, let's now, say all is, of them. This is where my bias comes in, and me being a PlayStation girl, I disagree. PlayStation exclusives are still pumping out these single player story based linear games. And the one thing you need to realize, too, is is that, um, especially first-person shooters, when you take out the multiplayer aspect, which is a different subset of that game, the storyline is linear. So Modern Warfare, Black oh, Ops, yeah. Halo, that is still linear gameplay. And I'm going to turn my Google Home off because it tried to turn on. That makes sense. <laughs> At the same... I guess for me, I don't think of... I don't play the campaigns of those yeah. first-person shooter games. I play, I buy them for multiplayer, the multiplayer specifically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that's probably why that doesn't cross my mind. But um, it, it makes sense your your point there. They are linear. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. There was a yeah. fucking point. I was I gonna promise. say just because you just because you don't play the linear part of it doesn't mean that it's not. Linear. linear game, Corey. Well, yeah. Linear. I don't Liner. 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 It's not a liner game. <laughs> Alright, we're just going to make fun of my autocorrect issues. Um, not even yeah, just my misspelling. Yeah. I'm not, I only really want to <laughs> deny and say that that's just not poor spelling. But, um, yeah, I kind of want to talk a little bit about, and Krista, I really want to get your opinion on this, is um, uh, what is it? Uh, you can do it, Nick. I know, I'm like I'm in the wrong part of my notes. um the last of us yes that to me is a perfect linear game that you is current um just because the way it guides you really makes you enjoy that storyline yeah um so i prefer non-linear games my heart and soul is in a good open world rpg fallout elder scrolls all that but Last of Us 1 and 2, and I put them together because they are, I know people don't like number 2, but I put them together on the same scale of being two of the most influential games in my gaming career of my entire life ever. These games blew me away, and I've never felt as emotionally attached to video game characters as I did playing in these games. And they are the same cut cut and dry cookie cutter games when i play them when you play them when you play them everybody plays the exact same story nothing changes other than the little tiny bit of exploration you get in this in the in the maps or whatever the little bit of side stuff that maybe you wouldn't discover if you didn't open this particular door and find something that makes it easier right but all in all the fact that the story is so good and you care about these characters and you want to see the story be finished like that's probably the only linear game that i i play i enjoyed i last of us is my top three for sure where does cyberpunk fall in all this none cyberpunk is not linear it's not linear okay that's what i thought open world yeah Yeah. 
open world equals nonlinear. Right, but if open world most, and you s- for the most part, yeah, I know for yeah. the most part. Just say you know as an umbrella, because mm-hmm. it can be... still be open world, but like it can still be like I would. This is kind of debatable, yeah, and it's I... been a couple of years. But like Horizon Zero Dawn is the only one that I can think of where it's like you you can do whatever you want, but if you don't get to this particular point in the story, it's not going to progress the story. So, yeah. like, you could spend the whole time doing whatever you want, side questing and doing whatever, but, like, you still have to do the story that's set in stone. You still have to finish that story to progress the story. So, like, it's open world, but it's still, the story is still the story, no matter what mm-hmm. choices you make. Yeah, that's what I would say about, like, most of the Final Fantasy games. Um, mm-hmm. But the, a lot of those aren't even necessarily open world. But you get to 15. 15 is a fucking huge game but it's still linear completely huge open world bunch of side quests but like you've got some games you might be able to jump around in the story but you could you say unlock this part of the world you can do all the side quests in that area you can't do side quests in another area until you finish that next story quest and unlock that next area I mean, that's similar to even, like, older Assassin's Creed, where you have to, you know, do X, Y, Z within this location before you can move on. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Yeah, and, and like like I was saying, some of those side quests, yes, it's not an area that you need to unlock. Even if you can get to that area, unless you have done so much of the story, you can't do everything else that's around. Yeah. So... I feel like that, like, the more I think about it, the more I dive into the confusion that is subcategories of gaming, apparently. And the (laughs) fact that, like, effectively you can be a linear game and have multiple endings, obviously with branch gaming. And then you can also be open world to be linear. But it definitely doesn't go the other way for non-linear back, I feel like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you you can't have a closed world the non-linear non-linear, non-linear. And, and no you I'm, can't have a well, what about game. something like fable Excuse me. yes no that's because fable doesn't have multiple endings choices. right that's choices no. that's choice and based fable's okay pretty fable's got like open world ish right mm-hmm. i mean it's small it's small maps but it's it's choice guess, based like you can I completely ignore things down. you can do good or evil like right but do you is there always a endpoint definition of linear like it comes yeah, yeah i think you're right like down. you if you always have no matter what your choices lead down to like no matter what choices you make you still fight jack mm-hmm. of blades at the end no matter what you've done yeah is that linear i don't know because that's i mean you can even look at something like mass effect where you do have i mean you can go to multiple planets space stations and do all this side stuff but no matter what you have to destroy the geth and get to that last point and defeat the main boss just like Halo or any of those games. You can make the same argument for Skyrim, even. Yeah, I was just about or to more, say yeah, yeah. Skyrim. So like I, I guess it's open really world, but it still has to like, choices. you know. So I, I feel like... Or it depends on your definition. Sorry. So then I feel like all games are linear, but not all game games are non-linear. That's going to be my argument the rest of this time, I feel like. I guess it's not necessarily... Because mm. I guess the way I was thinking, about it is linear is a b c d e 
and nonlinear is A, F, G, Q, B, like, whereas... Yeah. Right, so I guess if they still get to the same ending, then... All reality, all of these games are A, B, C, D, E, if you're talking about the story. But it depends then, like, on the order that you do say, it. Say, say, here, I got my little Apple pen here. Um, say this is the story, A, B, C, D. It's a lot of, like, that. Like, a lot of zigzags, but still going a b c d e f g i think that that's a per that's a perfect visual representation absolutely like if to progress the story you need to keep coming back to your base point mm -hmm. i would say that's linear i would argue if you if you don't have to come back to your base point to progress your story then it's non-linear okay that's fair i think that that's so, i think Corey nailed it that's the perfect representation. Yeah. so then i guess my question what are some the only I guess non-linear games in all reality then and i know we're talking all about this on a fucking live stream when we're all confused and everyone's confused um would be like we warned everyone MMOs. at the beginning yeah right would be maybe like an mmo no because... i would argue i would argue that some of these like really intricate choice based games like like i just played until dawn i would mm -hmm. absolutely say that is not that is absolutely a non-linear game. Every choice you make affects that game, and every well, person's gameplay is going to be different, and your your endings are not going to be the same. Well, so let's come back to it. It's a newer game. We already said we made our decision. Cyberpunk. Mm -hmm. You cannot... Yes, there's lots of different endings based on your zigzags. So that's a branch linear. I mean, depending on how much it's... you have to go... That from is point to point. a linear game. You still have to go A, B, C, D, E, F, G and finish your story, but you're just zigzagging. But we just said 10 minutes ago it's a nonlinear game. This, now that we're would, saying it like this, it, it's yeah, a linear game. I think you're right. I think it's I a think linear that... game with open world, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, what's the fucking that, word I'm looking for? But that's what I'm saying. Just because of. <laughs> decisions change the world and change how you play and has have a different ending it's still <coughs> a linear game that's why i would say really based on that definition that we just decided on <laughs> um merriam webster where you at um i know right like <laughs> that the only games that linear would be an mmo because there's not necessarily a story to it yeah that's fair that's completely fair but i mean I even know. like warcraft though like you do technically have yeah objectives so no matter yeah, what it's objectives a, yeah i guess but, but like you can do whatever you want yeah because i i could i could hop in warcraft and i i should, probably shouldn't be too decisive here um because I haven't played it in a long, long time. Um, but you can hop in, do little bits of your story, and then never come back to the story. Ever. Right. And just do side quests. And just do PvP. And just do whatever the hell you can think of. Yeah, and see, I that's a definitely not linear the story right there. To reach, yeah, to I do never stuff, have yeah. to finish the story to reach endgame. Mm -hmm. um whereas most of these other games 
you want to get to end game stuff, you're going to have to beat the story, which the story in any game is linear, even if there's some zigzags in the road. Hmm. Corey, um, Crazy Joker 996 agrees with you. By solidifying this definition here. On Twitch. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Like now I'm sitting here and I'm like, I have nothing to say anymore because every game that I was like, no, look at all these sandbox choices I've made. I'm like, shit, but you still have to fight the boss at the end no matter what you've done. Well, how about this? Instead of us completely writing off this definition, um, let's take a quick ad read break and then we're going to talk about um, platform games because we're, we're not even diving into platform games as far as being linear and how they work because that's a whole set that is pretty much linear so yeah so we'll be right back and we're going to talk more shit on linear and non-linear gaming looking for that missing element to take your media from uh to amazing music sets the perfect tone pun intended and creates a professional atmosphere that draws your audience in and helps keep them engaged Here at Asylum Music and Media Works, we offer a variety of services and products, from simple jingles to intros and outros to full-blown production services and more. We even wrote the jingle you're hearing right now. We know how much goes into production every week, so why not let us take one extra thing off the plate for you? Schedule your free consultation today by visiting our website, asylummusicandmediaworks.wordpress.com. You can also find us on Instagram at Asylum Music and Media Works. Just look for the teal logo. We cannot wait to hear about your project. That's Asylum Music and Media Works. I think that just about does it for linear and nonlinear gaming. Uh, I'll give you a sneak peek to the rest of the episode if you guys don't want to have to go back and listen. We're still not sure the difference between the two. It's just the, the lines are too blurred. It's not possible. One of the cool things we did do this year um, that I was very excited about and I know Steve had a lot of fun with, especially when Krista joined in, was uh, Cinephile Saturdays. It's it's a movie that came out, or a show that came out every Saturday all about movies and cinema. Um, this one is my personal favorite. This is their first and original Batman episode. They did do two. This is the first one of which, so I hope you guys enjoy. Introduce one of your favorite characters. Yes, we, uh, we have to. We have to give oh, props. Uh, the Batman course. animated series. For those who actually don't know, the character of Harley Quinn, my homegirl, Harley Quinn, who I cosplay as and all that good stuff, uh, she actually was created and introduced as a one-time only character in the animated series. In 1993, no, I'm sorry, 1992, the episode called, oh, I just had it a second ago. It's called the episode of Joker's Favor, and it was September 11th, 1992. So she was essentially written as a one-off character, um, and she was just supposed to pop out of the cake, if you remember, like oh, the, God, the yeah. birthday cake, which is funny <laughs> because they actually ended up having Joker do it anyway, and they created this entire character, whatever. Point point being, um, one of the most beloved characters today of the DC slash Batman universe uh, was specifically only an animated series character. She was a one-off. They never knew what they were going to do with her, and now she's got two movies and a TV show and everything. So, Oh, and yeah. it's all so good. It's all so good. I and love her. The, the, the new Suicide Squad reboot coming up, which, yep. oh, man, just how does a trailer look better than an entire hour and a half movie? How did they do that? Because it's James Gunn. Because <laughs> it's, yeah. it's James Gunn. <laughs> yeah, fair enough on that one, but I'm excited. I'm excited for that, but... 
Yeah, Batman the Animated Series. I love how they just kept rolling it with, like, the changes. I think it had, like, four different names. Just Batman the Animated Series, and then the New Adventures of Batman, and then, like, Batman and Robin, and, you know, they just kept rolling with the same thing. But, oh, God, that was... The anticipation of that intro. How many episodes there were? There's 85 episodes. Four seasons. Yeah, I didn't think there were a lot of episodes. Yeah. Yeah, 92 to 95. So wow, so that so Harley came really, really relatively early in, in the show because it's oh, September fifth. So 5th, many great parts. Yeah, September fifth, ninety two. So she was she was, way way in the beginning there. That that I actually didn't. I don't think I remembered how early in the series she was. See see back then I didn't like no episode orders or anything you know because yeah. they do reruns at random times and stuff that so. Yeah. yeah, I never quite realized. Just to me, Harley Quinn was just always there. Yeah, I think so to me. too. Like she was like, I just I just always remember her being around. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I I mean there's very few apparently episodes that don't have her, but it's like whenever there's the Joker, I always remember there being a Harley Quinn. I don't know if they had Joker episodes before they brought her in on the show. I think they did. I'm pretty sure like the first episode had to do with the Joker, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. I would have to see. Let's see, season one. I can't remember that far, but I'm assuming. Four, five, six, seven, eight. Oh wow, she's quite a quite a bit in. Because what was it? Uh, Joker's favor. Joker's favor. Wow. Okay, so quite a quite a way. Really. Joker's favor is episode twenty-two. Oh, holy hell! (laughs) It didn't seem like that like far, but then again, you know. Yeah. Wow, yeah, but but see, here's the here's the thing is that they must have aired at a date because air date of September sixth, November thirteenth, September yeah they 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 aired out of order. So technically, Joker aired on the eleventh. One two, I see maybe seven or eight episodes that aired before that. So okay, I wonder why the hell they're out of order there. That's weird. I don't know either. Maybe they rearranged the order for, for, who knows? I don't know. I don't know. But, oh, <laughs> God, do you remember the Joker fish episode of the old Batman ones when everyone started seeing the Joker fish with the weird smiles? Yes. Oh, my gosh. There were so many classic episodes. Gosh, so many. Go- I'm trying to even remember any other episodes other than, like, the, you know, the essentials, like the ones where they introduced Har- um, Harley, the one where they introduced uh, Poison Ivy, um, the, the two-part the two part two face one i remember there's oh, such, yeah, there's such good. good episodes and i mean let's we have to <clears throat> we have to talk about mark hamill as the oh, joker oh yeah <clears throat> like the, the one of the most iconic joke well no the most iconic joker the that voice most will iconic. just live on and if not for him kevin conroy as batman i mean that was that was oh, yeah. our generation's like batman right there like dead on you know it was just like that was the batman i mean i watched 89 but like I honestly think probably like the earliest Batman I can remember is probably Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, like. I would say that too. I would say that. I mean, I re- I remembered the Batman movie, but I don't think I don't think I was into Batman the way I, I'm into Batman until the animated series. Like I liked the movies and the movies were cool, but I think that in '89 I was I was like uh, I was four years old, five years old, so I couldn't really appreciate it. But I think that when the animated series came out and it was like a Saturday morning cartoon and I really invested the time, I think that that's actually kind of where my love for Batman specifically and like superheroes specifically. I think that I would say that the animated series probably did that. 
Oh yeah, that I definitely. Can't, I can't think of anything earlier than that. No, I mean, I, I think I might have seen the '89 Batman before that, but like you know, you were saying like that wouldn't have really been we too fresh. Babies, I was probably like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah I, I was, I was a, a mere nugget when I saw it. So, but then by the time you know Batman the animated series came out, um, little bit more older there, you know, and starting school and all that good stuff. Yeah. So it's just and like, it yeah, like things, yeah, yeah, and then just every kid knew Batman. And it's just, I gotta say, the Batman animated series has probably one of the best Batman, like, theme songs. Yeah. Like, oh, ever. Yeah. Just, okay. and then just, just the intro itself with, like, all the blimps and, like, the lightning crashes and you just see Batman and then all of a sudden he's, like, beating the shit out of random henchmen and, like... And I loved... I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that this was the first iteration of, like, the glowing eyes. Like, the eyes were always just white and, like, whatever, but I think the actual glowing in the dark eyes was in the animated series. I think that they did that for, like, dramatic effect and it kind of just became, like, a Batman thing. Oh yeah, that that just they they rolled with that one over the years. Yeah, and yeah I, I'm pretty sure I can't. I mean, it's not like we had a lot of Batman back then. Like we had uh, the '66 Batman movie, the Adam West series, and '89 yeah. Batman, and then we had the animated series. So that's yeah, that's all we really got. So, <laughs> um, I I'd have to say that the animated series was responsible for probably a lot of iconic Batman stuff. I would agree. I would absolutely. Oh, yeah. agree. I think it solidified a lot of roles of a lot of these villains too. You know, it it it, it established Harley as like the, the the on and off again sidekick girlfriend. You know, but I think it also established really kind of the real the strange toxic relationship that both Joker and Batman have with one another. Like they were always oh, villains, definitely. but I think that it really solidified the like the like they are two halves of a whole kind of thing oh i 100 percent agree they're 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 so yin and yang it's wonderful which is um where i'm gonna kind of steamroll a little bit into my next one the killing joke mm-hmm. which oh, I, I i i i feel is one of the most iconic batman stories Next to like you know d- death, death of a family, family and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh, death. In, I love how they have death of a family and death in the family, and they're like completely different stories totally and timelines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, the killing joke. I was really really happy that they decided to turn that into something so special animated as they did. Because yeah. I remember going down to Sarge's Comics as a kid and like flipping through like the 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 fancy uh, reprints of it and everything and just loving that comic and then you know bringing mark hamill bringing kevin conroy back um i don't understand the sex scene between batgirl and batman but uh, okay yeah that was a little weird but yeah <laughs> and, yeah that was and i know so that, was a, that was a post thing they like went back and added that and i just i i i, I I get why they did it, but it still it still makes no sense to me at all. Like why, like that really needed to be there. I, but uh, I mean, I th- I think I, I think that they were, they they had already been given the uh, NC seventeen or eighteen plus whatever. They'd already been given the mature rating, and I think that they just pushed. They wanted to push it. That, like there's there's <laughs> there's no other logical reason for why that needed to be added so i just i can't i can't think of anything other than shock value yeah yeah it was it was odd it was strange but 
I, it definitely did shock me because watching that was really just like, okay, I'm just sitting there in the movie theater for the one night premiere and it's starting to roll and I knew it was going to be there, but it was just like, hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't remember how I saw that. I don't remember if I saw that, like if I like pirated it or if I saw it like, legit. <laughs> but I just remember like sitting on my computer and just like sitting here and being like, I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> Oh, like, yeah, because it's, so it's, it's just not a relationship you ever see, like, oh, yeah, man, Batman and Batgirl should totally hook up. Like, no. that'd be hot. No. No. It's weird. Like, come on, it's Commissioner Gordon's daughter. That's just I know. Odd. And it's like, I know I know that it's not, like, a, a father-daughter relationship, but, like, I can't help but kind of, like, in my head think of, like, the Batman-Batgirl as, like, a father-daughter, like, mentor relationship. Oh so yeah, I just it's found definitely it got like <laughs> it's definitely got borderlining things on that. There's definitely yeah. real strange psychological aspects to them hooking up. But okay, let's not get too stuck on that. <laughs> yeah. too much. So um, another one of my favorite animated <laughs> is uh, Under the Red Hood. Oh yes, I had that in my list too. Oh. Two of them really can talk about movies. Don't even get them started because that episode was actually like an hour and twenty minutes, not the little fifteen minutes you guys got to check out. But last and not least on the NerdCon 1 network at the moment is the Weekly Recharge. This is a weekly update all about video games, giving you all the new game titles coming out that week. It's a nice short episode uh, each week that you guys can enjoy. So why don't we check that out and uh, see what Corey's got going on on uh, Weekly Recharge. Switch. I didn't play a ton of Nintendo Switch games. Um, most of the ones I did play, or I didn't play a ton that came out this year. Let me put it that way. Uh, most of the ones I did play were older games, which is totally fine. Um, so I played my game for this year. Uh, it's Animal Crossing. Um, I remember playing that on GameCube when I was a kid. And that game is an absolute blast. Um, it is um, just like a little, I want to say farming simulator. Um, I'm not sure the best way to word it in all reality, um, but it's just a cute little game. Um, it's a very relaxing game. You can pass the time with, um, get your stuff done for the day and rest up, turn it off, go play other games, go about your day. Um, different things happen at different times of the day. If you play it right way, um, then you will, uh, <clears throat> then you will see that uh, time goes by the same exact way as it does in real life. Um, it's a lot of fun. Again, worth it. All these games on this list are worth it. Um, if you have the systems for it, check it out. Um, and then last but not least, we are going to go into Xbox One and Series X since that's what I have now. Um, first game... Everybody knows it, Cyberpunk 2077. Um, I have had a blast with it. There's a couple glitches here and there, which I have bothered me. So I put it down and I'll come back to it like a week later at this point, um, hoping that one of these patches has fixed it. Um, but overall, um, I really love the game. It looks great. Gameplay is awesome. Um, there's so much you can do. It's such a big world. Um, if 
you have a system that can run it. Um, I don't know if it's been optimized for last gen just yet, but if you have a system that can run it, get it. It is very much a fun game. It's totally worth it. Um, I mean, there's just, there's just so many things you can do. You can customize the way you look, which you don't see yourself all that often, but it's still just a fun thing to do. Um, and <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a whole lot of fun. So if you have the capability, if you have the extra money to spend on it, get it. If you like RPG games, if you like shooter games, um, if you like storytelling games, they're all there and, uh, yeah, get it. <laughs> um, next one we have is going to be Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, that is also a ton of fun. It's made by Ubisoft, who makes tons and tons of games. Uh, they made Phoenix Immortals Rising recently. Um, that came out not too long after Assassin's Creed. Um, and this is just going to be like any other Assassin's Creed game you've played, except you're a Viking. Um, and you get to do Viking things. They take a lot of the emphasis of stealth and sneaking around and the assassination out of the game. Um, you can still do it, but the emphasis, it's not there. Um, and so, I mean, I know one of my favorite things to do in the game is hop in my boat or my longship, head up to a monastery and launch a raid. Um, it's just like you see in shows like Vikings. Um, no shit. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's, it's just a lot of fun. Um, again, I'm probably saying the same thing about all of these games, how they're worth it, how they're a lot of fun. Um, I, yeah, <laughs> that's just what they are. Um, I recommend all these games. Um, if you have one of the next-gen consoles, even more so um, for the Series X, PlayStation games, all of that. Um, it just It's a huge world in Assassin's Creed. Um, the world just keeps getting bigger and bigger, it seems. Um, now, to be fair, I haven't played Assassin's Creed since like Assassin's Creed 2 before this. Um, so it was cool to see a lot of the changes they made. Couldn't tell you if there's as many changes from... The most recent one, I want to say it was Odyssey. Um, don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's it's a blast. Um, just being able to fight so many people at one time. When I played Assassin's Creed, that was kind of frowned upon. Um, it's, it's, it's just very cool. Um, it very much puts you in the shoes of a Viking. So, um, you're not sneaking around like a Viking would not do. <laughs> so, uh, all right. And the last game is Call of Duty Warzone. Um, and so this game didn't stand out to me in ways that it was some sort of spectacular game or that it stood out from the rest on this list. Um, it's not even necessarily one of my favorite games out there. Um, but it is a game that I've played a ton of with friends. I've been able to reconnect with 
quite a few of my friends who also love Call of Duty games um, from whether it be back home in Connecticut, other friends here in New Mexico. There's a fucking pandemic going on. And, um, <clears throat> and it was just a ton of fun. Um, you're able to just... It's cross-play, so I can play with them, whether they're on PlayStation, PC, Xbox, um, any of it makes it way, way easier to be able to play with whoever I want. Um, and, I mean, I've played the game with my brothers as well. Um, it's just, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's different than just your regular run-and-gun Call of Duty game. Um you can take your time um <clears throat> there's a um a bit of customization to it as far as like choosing the guns you want for your loadouts um putting different camouflage different attachments all of that um there's always going to be the meta that everybody's running um but again it's just it's a fun game um and i like the fact that I can play with my friends and any of my friends at any time. Um, it, it really just is a blast. So um, with that, we are coming to an end. I want to say thank you guys to everybody for watching. Um, hopefully you have a wonderful 2021. Hopefully there are a ton of games for us to play in 2021. Thank you so much for listening in, everyone. And thank you so much to our sponsors for sponsoring this episode. We have Anchor.fm as well as Asylum Music and Media Works. If you guys want to hear more from NerdCon 1, make sure you head over to www.nerdcon1.com or search NerdCon 1 anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you want to support us and the podcasts that we create, make sure you head over to www.patreon.com forward slash NerdCon 1. Podcasting is a lot of work and it's a lot of hours. I'm on the production side as well as a host and I know the rest of the hosts or our cast put in a lot of time and effort each week, right around 40 to 50 hours. So it is a lot of work and your support helps us do this and helps us make it better. So again, that's patreon.com forward slash nerdcon1. Thanks guys and we'll see you next week.